This is the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey is more than a game. It's a lifestyle. It's you, the diehard supportive fans, your favorite players who are on the team you cheer for and the organization who supports them. The companies that make your gear, bags, and beer league sweaters, the hockey moms and hockey dads, and everything else that makes this House of Hockey your home. Come on in. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And And this this is is our our house. house. Welcome to the House of Hockey podcast, episode 104, 104, whatever. I'm one of your hosts, Ray Ray. I'm your other host, Breezy. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It kind of is like freeways out in California, right? Do we pronounce it 118 or 405? Should we do it 405 or? Right. What do you do? Right. And you call them freeways. You yeah, don't call do. them highways would, or expressways. Yeah, we call them freeways here, even though you're not really free on them because there's always traffic. So that's cool. Oh, my God. And the other thing is you go by numbers. Growing up in Chicago, they all have a name. Like they're named after a person. So oh. it's like, oh, you take the Kennedy to the Eisenhower or you take the drive, like you take Lakeshore Drive. Like you don't call it, like they have num numbers but you never would call them numbers so that yeah that took a while to get used to and it's always oh my god you've seen that saturday night live skit right with the californians i think is what it was called from like several years back there's like a whole skit when kristen wig was on it and they would be like so I took the far to the 405, but I got off at La Cienega and then, and they talk like this and they like say <laughs> the, the four, the yeah. like 405, whatever. I may, I probably said all the wrong things, but you know what I mean? Oh God, it's so funny. You'll, it's true. I'll have to send it to you. Yeah. You have to take the 101 to hit the 405 and then you have to take the five to the 210. Yeah. It's everything. Right. That and I got the- off at the two and I cut through um, Eagle Rock. <laughs> I cut through Eagle Rock to avoid the traffic and I got there in like 50 minutes. And they talk like that and they all like stare in the mirror. It's like a soap opera. Oh, it's, it's really funny. That's funny. My favorite um, thing is when someone's like, So, how long will it, like, how, like, how far away is like the Staples Center from your house? And I'm like, oh, like 45 minutes. They're like, I'm in miles. And I went, Oh, I don't know. We don't go by miles here. No. I know it's time. It's amount yeah. of time. It's crazy. Yeah. Like just driving. Um, I I'm out of town. Um, and so I'm doing this from, um, uh, the sunshine state the, of Florida and, um, I'm here for work, but just driving to the airport from like the hotel to the airport, it takes like the actual amount of time it should take to go 10 miles. Like it's no big deal to go 10 miles here you know, or, but in California, like to go 10 miles somewhere that could take you like an hour. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Speaking, speaking of uh, California, what did you just find that you didn't know you had? People are going to be blown away that you had these just like (laughs) shoved in a box in a drawer in an envelope somewhere in your house and we're doing like spring cleaning and you found some autographs. Yeah, yeah, we're cleaning up the house. We've done some spring cleaning. Um, I mean, it's no lie that we've we've been Kings fans for a really long time. And thankfully, my brother went to, to Tippecanoe King quite some time. And 
I found uh, Tippeking tickets from 1991 and 1992. So take, I mean, I was born in 1990. So I was one and two years old when these things okay. were, were taking place. So granted, I, I don't remember any of these things. Uh, but I did find, um, for anybody that's watching, two autographed Wayne Gretzky cards, uh, like postcards, not like actual card cards, and then shoved into one of the Tippeking books, like as like a bookmark, were three more autographed Wayne Gretzky, like, I don't even know, they're not like postcards, they're like, it looks like you could like fold them and like he like pops out of them. So yeah, so just five random Wayne Gretzky autographs just chilling in like a tub inside of a book. Insane. Are those like authentic or are they like replica autographs? Do you no, think? they're uh, they're signed by him. You can actually see like where the Sharpie like actually, yeah, I mean, it's, it's you could see the Sharpie of them. Uh, and this is in addition to the one I have hanging on my wall. So I thought that was the only one we had. Uh, so it's obviously framed, but these, I'm like, what? it's in like a flappy little folder yeah. thing. Can you I, send me one? I don't have any Wayne Gretzky autographs. <laughs> How know. much would you charge me? What are they worth, Breeze? I don't know. I looked it up and I was like, I wonder how much they are worth. But I think the internet lied because I know that Wayne Gretzky does not sign his rookie cards. The only signed rookie card is his daughter has it. And someone said that his signed rookie card just sold for $1.63 million. So I'm pretty sure that's a lie. Yeah. Uh, but just a signed Wayne Gretzky photo, I think is like 250 bucks. Um, still pretty cool. I think it yeah. just depends on what he signed. Uh, I mean, right. these, probably, I don't know how much these are worth because really, I mean, they're priceless to me. So that's all that really matters. But uh, yeah, that's cool. Nice little find, right? Mm -hmm. I love how you were like, I'm not sending you one. You were like, I'm just going to avoid that question she asked and not send one. I never yours. said no. Yeah, you said how much are they worth and I gave you what they're worth. Who knows? Do you have a birthday coming up? Oh, that'd be a nice, that'd be a nice birthday. I would frame it and like put it with my trust, uh, USPS with something like this. So I would have to uh, maybe hand it off to you in person. Yeah. That's a, that's an expensive shipment if I had to fly out to you. Oh yeah, that's a very expensive shipment. Also, I mean, what you know when you go to the post office and they're like, "What is the value of the product you're sending?" You would be like, "Priceless." Like, yes. no, <laughs> no price on a Wayne Gretzky autograph. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. It might have a price tag to it, but to me, I mean, when am I ever gonna get one? The fact that you know you find it and you have it, you can't replace them. So, no, it's priceless. I like it. Uh, priceless, ageless, something I thought about today while I was getting ready this morning. I, and birthdays, and you have a birthday coming up soon, but I was like putting, doing my TV makeup and my hair. And I thought I had like a piece of hair on my forehead, <laughs> like, you know, a random, like, you know, yeah. loose hair or something was like in my face. And I was going like this to try and move it oh. it's a wrinkle Brizzy. it's a wrinkle <laughs> on my forehead yeah. i went where the fuck did that come from when did that get there uh so, up overnight it's on vacation with you <laughs> my god i'm like gotta get back to the botox stat if this is happening now 
I'm trying not to move my forehead anymore. I'm trying not to laugh too hard. I'm trying not to cry anymore. Cause like all of that causes wrinkles. Yeah. And I'm like, this is just not going to do like, this is not going to work. This is not happening. Uh, we need to fix this. So I don't know if that's happened to you at any point where like all of a sudden you just were like realized, oh shit, that's a full on like line in my forehead that wasn't there before. Like until that moment happens to you, Breezy, oh God, it's like terror. It's only the start too. Like, uh, just no. You know, I don't, this is probably weird for me to say, but I think it's just me like how I am but like I don't pay attention to certain things like that like what I notice is my knee hurts really bad nowadays and it's only one knee and I was like talking to my sister I was like I think I need to go to a chiropractor like (laughs) I think one leg is longer than the other and like we measure I have one leg longer than the other so I'm like self-diagnosing my knee pain (laughs) you are out of balance you need an alignment yeah yeah my one is definitely a lot shorter than the other one so um, but yeah, I don't really pay Seriously. attention to like, like wrinkles, I guess. I mean, it just is what it is. I, I try to, to take care. I, I drink a lot of water, so I try to yeah. keep my water intake up, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just notice aches and pains over wrinkles. <laughs> um, we have a guest, everybody, by the way, if you've made it this far, uh, we do have a guest, um, and we'll introduce her in a minute, but I have one final thought. So while I was traveling, I got, uh, there was like major travel delays from, for weather. And I had to run through Dulles, which is a uh, Washington DC airport to try to make my connection. And I didn't stretch before. Right. Cause like when you're on a plane and you like, don't think about it and like you're running and I have like a 20 pound backpack, maybe not 20 pounds, but like I got a backpack on. I'm not wearing running shoes. I didn't stretch and I full on like totally hurt my hip. Like I hurt my hip and I was like, this is ridiculous. Like what the heck is happening? Um, Don't recommend it. Just miss the flight. Don't recommend. It was not ideal. Like the hip the wrinkle it's just you know yeah the the uber guys like that's so oh god i always get the chatty uber drivers too it's like so what brings you to town and i'm always love talking to people in my ubers and i'm like oh my god this is my worst nightmare i don't want to talk to you but okay (laughs) and he's like oh well do you mind if i ask how old you are and i'm like here we go (laughs) <laughs> tell him my age and then he's like oh so you managed to escape that whole marriage and kids thing <laughs> it's like well I don't know if like escaping it is the right word maybe just haven't found it is the <laughs> more like it but yeah. okay so now he's like oh this old spinster she escaped marriage and kids and now my hip hurts and I got a wrinkle in my forehead it's just <laughs> like I don't think I got a you got to turn this around. Oh, it's a kid in the elevator called me, ma'am. What floor, ma'am? I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. It's just this, like, all of these people are telling me I'm old. <laughs> oh, no. You know. Well, you're not old, if that makes you feel better. You look Thanks. great. You look great. <laughs> Thanks. It's helping tremendously. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know what is helping me is the heritage classic which is happening as we're recording but 
I am absolutely obsessed with these team trends where they wear themed outfits like into the game instead of their suits. I wonder if they're allowed to do that because these are like specialty games and they aren't required. I love this. Like, I think this is so fun. And so if you guys haven't seen this, but the Maple Leafs came clad in hard hats and bright orange, like construction jumpsuits and like Tim Horton's coffee, because it was like a nod to the place where they're playing. And then this, the Buffalo Sabres went with the basketball uniforms from the sports comedy classic film called Semi-Pro. And they're in these like short, short basketball shorts and like basketball uniforms. And it's like negative 50 out um makes me laugh so hard i love it yeah it was awesome i love watching the themed uh the outfits come through and i think it's good i think it adds to the excitement for the games and mm-hmm. hopefully the game is exciting we are obviously recording this and yeah. not watching the game but uh i'll i'll have it recorded and we'll watch right. it uh, yeah i think it adds to the excitement i think it's great and i love seeing the creativity and what they kind of come because I haven't been able to predict any of it. <laughs> no, no. I love the unpredictability of it. And like yes. just seeing what are they going to get off the bus or walk from the hotel to. In, and I uh, I really appreciate it. I think it's it's fun. And I think it lets them show off a little more of their personality. And I'm sure there's a bunch of guys who are like, this is so annoying. I can't believe I have to wear this. But I think for the most part, they're like, yeah, whatever. This is fun. Let's do it. Nice yeah. change of uh, pace for the for the suits. Speaking of the Sabres, you and I were messaging about this this week. <laughs> Jack Eichel totally throwing shade publicly in a press conference to his former team, the Sabres, when his current team, the Vegas Golden Knights, faced them. And he had like no shits to give about what he had to say. I was shocked. <laughs> That he was so open with what he was saying. I don't remember what were his exact words. Like, oh, I guess I've never seen this building so loud before. It took me leaving to get them interested and excited to watch hockey. It was funny. And like his facial reaction, though, like he really does look like Marv because like his eyes are all big. <laughs> but Marv? Marv from Home Alone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he yeah. does. Okay. Yeah. I know you're not laughing right now because you don't want any more wrinkles, but that's (laughs) (laughs) I just need to freeze, go back and start freezing my forehead more regularly. I can't let this much time pass. It's problematic. Uh, It was interesting. I don't think, I'm trying to remember the last time a player was so freeing with their words in, in, in a, more of a serious situation, right? Like we get that from people like Ryan Reeves or whatever, when they're talking about uh, riffs with other players on the ice yeah. or things like that. Like you get the smack talk that's somewhat entertainment for the game, but you know, not in a situation as serious as he was in. I was like, oh, okay, he went there. I mean, All right. you gotta admit, like there's probably bitterness on both sides. I mean, there was a lot of people yeah. in there cheering for him and there were some booze and, I mean, he's probably happy to return to some extent, but also, you know, upset to the other extent. Should he have said it? I don't know. I guess it's a fun little trip. It it was fun. I enjoyed it. I didn't, it's whatever. But uh, 
I don't know. I don't know if Sabres fans really uh, appreciated it too much. Um, but at the end of the day, he could talk whatever he wants to talk, but the Sabres got the points. So it is what it is. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's introduce our guest. Uh, since we said we had a guest, but we didn't say who we had coming on the podcast. Why don't you tee this one up? Yeah, so we are going to be chatting with Abby Grimaldi. Uh, her husband plays for the Milwaukee Admirals and has also seen ice time uh, with the Preds. So pretty exciting. Abby uh, also is a singer-songwriter. She has some music that's out, and we're going to learn all about that and being a hockey wife. Um, hopefully she can give us some cool stories. I'm sure she will, and we're really excited to talk to her. Yes, we are. And Breezy even has something personal of Rocco's uh, that we get a really great reaction from Abby on. <laughs> so <laughs> I think you all will enjoy this conversation. It's uh, always nice to hear the players' uh, wives and girlfriends' perspectives. We've heard from parents and it's always interesting to hear what it's like for them and hear about their own personal interests as well and, and how that aligns with hockey and their perspective of the game and their players from their husband's person it's just their husband you know and so yeah. i think it's it's a great uh perspective to share with you all so enjoy this week's episode of the house of hockey podcast is brought to you by the NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big, too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to Light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. That's THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and over. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Abby, thanks for uh, coming and joining us. Uh, we kind of gave you a, a little pep talk before we uh, we joined on live here. So uh, everyone wants to hear from you now. So can you give us a little time lapse of uh, how you got into music and how you became a hockey fan? Uh, then we'll take it on from there. Sure. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Glad to be here in the house of hockey. I identify as my home is the house of hockey. <laughs> so I was nailed it. Raised, <laughs> nailed it. So I was born and raised in North Dakota and my parents were actually accountants. So not a lot of hockey there, but we loved music. And because we were from North Dakota, we loved watching hockey. My grandma, actually, I would probably consider her the biggest hockey fan of anyone that I know. She knows the Wait. game. She gets excited. It's fun. <laughs> Who did you cheer for in North Dakota? Who's your NHL the team? We don't have an NHL team. The right. closest would be the Minnesota Wild. I guess technically the Winnipeg Jets, but 
when I tell you that we have a fan base equivalent at our local college, I'm serious. University oh, of North yeah. Dakota, men's mm-hmm. hockey, like big, big fan base. So that's I what heard. I grew up watching and yeah. high school state hockey, yeah. um, the high school I attended. And then the local rival, that was always a really big deal. Kids would get days off of school so they could attend these games. So definitely came from like a hockey culture, but I did not have any brothers. So it was just kind of like had, you know, cousins that played and just part of that. But yeah, here I am now. <laughs> here you are now. And those games get wild out there. Yeah. Very passionate fans. Yes. <laughs> so that, how did your grandma get into that? I know we're going kind of like to another place here, but how did your grandma get into hockey? You know, that's a good question. I, I will say, I think I'm a fourth generation North Dakotan before that. Um, my ancestors immigrated from, hers were from Germany and Norway. Um, they would just get like a patch of land and then they would homestead there. It's kind of a cool story, but it's just, it's a cold place that I think you just could have an ice rink. I remember there was this outdoor ice rink in a barn that my dad was recently showing me. We sometimes drive around by where they're from. And I really don't know. I will say probably just location, I guess, is why they were hockey fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I mean, I don't care. It's no. a fun sport to watch. When you watch hockey, when you get into it, you're like, mm, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> so then how did you meet your now husband, Rocco? So before we met, I was a senior in high school and he was a freshman playing college hockey for the school that I grew up watching. That makes sense. Like it's my hometown yeah. university. And he was a um, kind of a well-known Christian athlete. Like Christianity was a big part of his life. And so he spoke at this Christian athletes event at my high school. And it was actually his first time public speaking all I remember about it is that the poor guy was pretty nervous and my mom was actually in the crowd too, which is kind of funny. And so that's how I knew who he was my senior year of high school, but I did not meet him. And then I graduated and ended up choosing to go to university of North Dakota. I didn't actually want to, I wanted to go to a Bible college somewhere farther away, but just felt kind of this annoying sense of peace about going to university of North Dakota. So sure enough, the weekend that um, I was going to move into my dorm, I was hosting at Olive Garden. I was working the shift and Rocco comes in with his mom and a roommate. And I recognized him because his height makes him recognizable and just, you know, memorable. I watched him speak at this event. So as I was seating them, I was like, oh, you're that Christian hockey player, right? And he didn't think anything of it, but um, he's actually quite quiet. He's so funny and really like just fun to be around. But at first he's a little bit quieter. So it's mostly just me and his mom talking. But that's how we met. And then as they were leaving, I guess that she told Rocco that she thought I was cute. <laughs> that is adorable. So did yeah. you get his number or like what happened? So me and him were both, um, we had never dated anyone before. We were both like, you know, always wanted to get married, but I think both were really focused on our goals, me with music and him with hockey. And then we both were just really passionate about our faith that I think we both had kind of this really specific idea of the person we wanted to be with and we were okay with being patient for that. So for whatever reason, I always just kind of tiptoed. Like anytime I meet an option, I'd kind of be like, oh, do they have this in common with me or this in common with me? I had some really important things that I I wanted to match up on. And so we actually, how did we? So we met each other and then probably a week later, we saw each other at the college ministry and then just kind of a couple weeks would pass by. We'd always chat with each other. Um, I will say, though, 
I remember looking up his Wikipedia page that night when I came home from work and I saw that he was just such a hardworking guy and he was he was quite famous because he played for the U.S. program. So at the time there, I feel like he had like a lot of media coverage and I just, for whatever reason, was like, I feel like I'm going to marry this guy, <laughs> which is weird because I, I didn't, I, um, I always thought I would marry a pastor, but surprise. <laughs> He's a different kind knew. of pastor. Yeah. <laughs> He's a pastor of hockey and the church of hockey, if you will, which is, oh my gosh. I mean, there are so many similarities though. I mean, you have to admit with, you know, going to church and like singing is like the chants at the hockey games and you have, you know, this, that's a good point. There's like a lot similar to it. Community sense. Yeah. Community, right? Like high-fiving your neighbor or your stranger like when you shake hands at church like there's so many things that are common so you kind of married a pastor yeah that's so funny you know it's a different (laughs) kind of church right anyway (laughs) breezy what were you gonna say i don't remember what i was gonna say okay it's fine i went i went down a different road um (laughs) but so what has that been like then to like from your perspective for fans like what's it like dating and then you know being married to a professional hockey player like what's the I guess like I should ask a little more of a specific question like what's been something that's been surprising to you about this experience and being really a huge part of this hockey community that's a good question and I I would honestly have to say probably just everything about it um and I feel like the more that I'm in it the more I continue to think that like, I really, it's funny. I feel like, so rock and I were together four years before we got married. And that was right after I graduated college and entered into like really living the hockey life. And I remember at the time I was only 22 years old and I was like, I know what I'm signing up for. (laughs) And I was like, so clueless to some of the different challenges and unique intricacies of the culture Um, but I will say, I think that nothing has grown me more as a person and I'm just really incredibly grateful for what hockey has done in my life. That being said, um, my parents are both accountants and they raised us in my dad's hometown. So we grew up like very nearby grandparents. Every holiday we'd have large extended family gatherings. Um, I had a really wonderful church community. I had all sorts of activities, just a wonderful, um, structured life. I guess I'll I'll use the word structure. Mm -hmm. And that continued all the way through college because I went to college in my hometown. So I just continually had all these structures built into my life. And at the time I didn't realize that they were so vital for like Mm -hmm. a healthy and happy life. And, um, what I had no idea was coming is just the, the lack of that, I guess, in sports and I guess I I took for granted getting to make choices about my own life before I married into sports. Mm. And of course I did make the choice to marry the wonderful best friend love of my life. But with that has come a lot more um, sacrifice, lack of choice um, and just, just other factors that I just had no idea were coming, but I, I do truly love it. I love being a hockey wife. I tell people all the time that I'm extremely proud of that. I think sometimes there's, assumptions about being a sports wife that you just sit around and live this beautiful life but truly I feel like it's just a wonderfully important role and even just making meals for my husband keeping a clean home for him 
attending games. Um, I actually, I feel like it's a responsibility for me to understand the game. So even though I grew up watching it, I really feel like I'm kind of a student. Like every game, I really want to pay attention so that I can understand like his style of play so that I can like be emotionally supportive and have like, you know, a reasonable opinion post game. Like, oh, I think he'd be disappointed because that was a bad goal or this was, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a total learning curve. It was nothing that I was raised in other than simply watching hockey. And um, yeah, it's, it's my life now in a very consuming way and it comes with good and bad, but yeah, that's the hockey life. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's cool too, because you are doing your own career in music as well. And so I could see how it would be hard for you to trying to be, you know, the wife, like the supportive wife of your husband, but also, you know, trying to chase after your dreams, but at the same time, just, and you guys are traveling in in different areas at one time, but like also wanting to spend time with just your husband. And I mean, I know it's tough on, uh, on families and whatnot. I know our fan, the fans appreciate it because we get to uh, enjoy, (laughs) you know, the the players, but it's definitely got to be tough. And um, it's, it's cool to hear from your side of, you know, point of view is definitely. Yeah, I think the number one word that I would use to describe significant others of athletes is definitely independent. And if you're not independent coming into it, that's going to that's gonna be the thing that you become. <laughs> I am grateful to say that I feel like I was quite independent before we met. Um, my mom stayed home with my sister and I. She also was an accountant, but she made the choice to stay home with us. And so my dad's career was more time demanding. And it was the three of us for a lot of different things. And obviously, my dad has been very present in my life. But... I grew up with a very independent mom. She was very hands-on. She always knew how to just even handy stuff around the house. She knew how to fix things. And I feel like the more we go in this direction of when husband's on the road, there's things you have to figure out. And um, I'm proud of myself for that. If If there's one thing that I could like post a PSA just in support of like fellow hockey wives out there, just for all the fans to see, it would be, you guys should be really proud of these women because not only do they, you know, have the honor of supporting someone they love in a special career that's obviously comes with a lot of exciting moments, but also they're so independent and they know how to stand on their own two feet. And I think that it's just really admirable. A hundred million percent. That's such a great perspective that I think fans don't always think of or, you know, think about when they see you at the game or they see the family section, you know, where the wives and the girlfriends are. And I don't think they look at it and think that. And I think that's a really important piece um, that fans should be aware of. Have you found the community that, you know, you maybe didn't, you know, you were talking about how you are away from your, your family, your network, your support system. Have you found your own sort of support system in the hockey community among the other players, wives or friends in cities? Like, have you been able to recreate or create a different version of that for yourself? Yeah, I think we always have this idea in our head of what the perfect life setup would be. And Mm -hmm. I think we're always kind of work in progress in that area whether it be you're hoping to have more, you know, work connections or more friendships or more, more this or more that or more settling. And I guess, I I think, yes, mostly I have done that. Um, But I will say, I feel like with the nature of what we're doing, I think I'm just always changing so much that Mm -hmm. um, I feel like it's just, it is kind of a revolving door depending on 
where you play and where you go. And it, there is kind of this tendency sometimes to feel like you're one foot in, one foot out, if that makes sense. I would say my strongest relationships are my mom, my sister, and my dad, which will be always a constant, obviously, with the family. And then my two closest friends, one is from high school. I worked at a Bible camp with her. And the other is from college. And she's our unofficial third wheel because she was around <laughs> when Rock when I started dating. And so it's kind of a special connection. Um, but then, yes, I, I do agree. What I will say is that it's like... I don't know if you've ever thought of Instagram this way. It's like we like collect people from different places in life yep. and we we see pieces of them. And that's how I feel that hockey wife culture is because you mm-hmm. could literally be on a same team with someone for like two weeks, yep. but all of a sudden you're like friends with them forever. And some of them you may not keep in as close of touch with, but other ones, even if let's say you're not even seeing each other, you can really like have this wonderful, like, mutual understanding and support level and so yeah it's kind of hard to describe but it's it's cool there's like such a mixture of opportunities there yeah because there's like not very few people can really relate and understand to what you specifically are going through right like there's not a huge group of people who could understand your life and and the things that are there and you don't have to explain yourself and you can be yourself probably among them in a more relaxed way because they are going to understand and that you're not going to be judged if you say something or whatever, because they're in it too. And so it creates that instant, um, connection, which is, is good to hear. Um, what about like a favorite hockey moment or memory? Do you have what I I would say it should be with like, yes, yes. Not like outside, not pre Rocco. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not with grandma. We already established that. You've had amazing (laughs) moments with grandma, but uh, what about with Rocco? (laughs) Getting ice cream at the games, you know, losing my voice with grandma. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that. There was, um, so when Rocco first was with Nashville, um, there, he was in and out of the lineup a little bit because it was a really established team. Like they had just gone to the Stanley cup finals recently. And um, I remember he was out of the lineup towards the end of the season for a few games. And so he missed the first playoff game and this would have been maybe three years ago. Um, But then for whatever reason, he even actually had to go in early for the early pregame skate because for game two, he was not going to play. And then all of a sudden he did get to play. So it's kind of mixed emotions. You're like, Oh, this is so exciting. But also like, oh no, like he's going to be so tired. He was just skating. Like he had to get up at like seven in the morning kind of thing. Um, so he goes out there and he scores in the first period. And it's like, it was just really amazing. And then he scored the third game and then he scored the fifth game. So he got like three goals in the series. It was really exciting. Um, just felt like a real victory. He had been up and down in the minors for a few years before that. And so it was just really a moment. And one thing I will never take for granted, um, I guess I, I will connect to, he got a four point game or a four goal game about a year ago. It was really exciting. <laughs> and Do you, um, you know, so, Breezy is a fan of the Predators, right? Oh, okay. You are. Okay. Were you there? Yeah. Rocco is, yeah. <laughs> that night that he got four goals, I screamed. I like cried. I was so happy. Yes. <laughs> and it's because I, so it was like two years ago. 
uh, the Preds did like this ornament and giveaway thing. And I, I sent, I like bought one, but you don't know who you're getting. Right. Yeah. And I got Rocco's autograph. And so like, I've oh, always, sure. I made yeah. that. I, did you, you made I that? My, I think yeah, I did. I got, Let me see it. I don't know. Sorry. The, the lighting's kind of weird, but. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I did not make that one. Okay. Oh, darn so, it. Yeah. That made it so <laughs> That's good. so cute though. There's, there's one that I made like two years ago. I want to say that's so funny but like oh so i got god. this and then he had a four goal game and i was like oh yeah. my god this guy is yeah so it was, was special yeah so what i was well, gonna say is that yeah sorry i didn't are... mean to interrupt oh. you i felt like okay. it was probably important to mention that breezy is yeah. a predators fan I love and that. <laughs> she's also wait for it there's a few more teams leafs and i like to give her shit okay. for this leafs yeah. and <laughs> la kings and I'm just, I'm just a one team kind of girl. I'm Blackhawks. So, okay. Now you can, okay. now you okay. can continue. So you have a little perspective. <laughs> That's Why fabulous. She's like so, so excited and reactive to the four cool. game. Well, like I remember that. I, I love that. Like I was watching that game. <laughs> yeah. That was such an amazing night. He got the hat trick, like really fast. Like it was the fastest hat trick in Preds history. Cause it was like first period really fast. And then I don't know why, but I remember thinking like he was getting so many other hot scoring chances. I was like, obviously he's going to be excited about getting a hat trick, but I think it would be really cool if he got another one. (laughs) And then he got a fourth goal in the third period and it was just like so exciting. But okay. So what I was going to say with that is that Rocco has wonderfully involved parents that were in attendance for every single game of his childhood. Like, you know, you know, hockey parents are. And now as a wife, I really... I hold it as like an honor and responsibility to be in attendance for those moments because I can't help but think to myself, you never know when something like that's going to happen in a game. Like you show up for any game, not knowing what you're going to get. And um, there's just, there's a risk that you could miss the greatest night of his career, like the happiest moment of all time. And so just being in attendance for those playoff goals and, and just different stuff like this. It's really neat. And I just feel so grateful to be there because of the thousands of fans he's got, of the hundreds of friends and family members that he has that watch these games on TV. And, you know, they're not missing the game. I think to myself, like, what an honor it is that I, on behalf of all of these people, get to be in attendance and, and share these moments with him. I remember after that four-goal game, he's never done this before, when they're all kind of nodding the goalie at the end of the game to celebrate the win he like put a stick up to salute me because he knew where I was sitting. And it was just really special because he's never done that before. And it was just one of those, like, you know, you and me, buddy. Yeah. I just got the chills that just gave Aww. me like, the goosebumps. <laughs> that's so sweet. I mean, yeah. that's what it's about, right? You've made this commitment, you know, not just to him as a person and, and your relationship together, but this is like a a very specific period of time of your life with him being able to have this incredible career and play in the NHL, in the HL, like on these major stages that, you know, is, is it's not everybody gets to experience that. So to soak in every single moment, like you're saying is just like, it makes sense if you can, you know, if you, if you can do it and you can get to the games, like, that's gotta be, I mean, every moment of that is so precious, you know? Yep. And I feel like we waited so long for him to have those NHL moments that I've always kind of, I've always kind of taken some reverence with them. And like you said, you never know how long they will play. I've always said that like, if he wants to play through his forties, like I am there, 
Yeah. Like I'm so on board. I love watching him play. I love supporting that. I am so ready to do that. Um, but there's just so many factors that you never know. And so I, if, th- if there's anything that I feel like I've done right as a hockey wife, I think it's that I definitely have a really strong appreciation for just the different things about it. Absolutely. And that's all you can do. I mean, you're doing a good job. So thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man but yeah let's uh let's hear about your music career i mean i'm super excited you have a new song being released this week is it yep friday march 18th awesome can you uh any uh insights of what the song is what it's about yep yeah so it's called better yeah yeah it's called better off i wrote it last spring and ironically i wrote it with a guy named tommy from sweden that actually loves hockey. <laughs> he's from of Sweden. course, of course. But, he, but like he was led, he literally moved his family from Sweden to Nashville to do music. And he made the right choice because he's like phenomenally talented. He's crushing it. Really, really successful in the Christian music industry. Um, so we wrote it together. And it, it is funny. I feel like anyone that's not in Christian music, they typically are writing about their love life because that's just kind of a popular topic for like country music or like pop music. Um, I always say that I've never had a breakup. So like I've, <laughs> it's like the, the range of experience that I have to write about our relationship, for instance, is like, I wrote a song called home about our marriage that I released over the summer. And that was a natural story for me. Um, but other than that, truly what draws my inspiration is what monopolizes most of my life, which is hockey and um, just the ups and downs in that and how they've they've grown me especially as a person of faith like I feel like you know how they say like we our bodies like every year or the cells regenerate if that makes sense I feel like that happens to me like every three months like all the all the trials of life they just wash me clean I'm just a new person and so um better off was inspired by the thought that so much is out of our control and you can, you can like do all the right things, but still not always get the best results. And you never know what you're going to get in this life. Um, but ultimately God can use any, any of those outcomes to make us better people. And if anything, that is encouraging to me. (laughs) Yeah. There's some sort of like reason for the challenging moments is to teach us something or show us something about ourselves or someone else and yeah it can be yeah so that's what it's about I just pray that I can use all these lessons that I've learned in music and in hockey and just my own journey to help other people that's always been a dream of mine because to be honest there's I've experienced a lot of pain and just you know hard moments I think we all have in life right like yeah there's, there's just a range of emotions that we experience. Like sometimes you're having the most wonderful day of your life. Other times you're in a really difficult season where things just get heavier and you learn to push through in those times and you really like get some grit, which I think is actually a blessing in disguise. And that's what this song is really about is those times where life is tough, but instead of um, like just having it all for lost and all for nothing, I think there's so much value in remembering that it truly can be better off. Um, Mm -hmm. and I will say too, I think acting integrity, like acting with integrity and doing the right thing is something I've always been so passionate about because I really believe that even if we can't always control the opportunities we get or like how far we go, I know that as a musician, it is my God given 
opportunity to pursue my gifts and to give them everything that I've got and to honor that. And I marry someone that really mirrors that in his sport. Like you should see him in off season. He studies, he makes all these graphics and he'll study goals of different players. He'll study himself. Like, and then he's on the ice doing stuff. And I just think, you know, like you never know what will happen in any given season, but I think the way that we prepare for it and the way that we do all the right things, even if we don't always get exactly as expected, we're always better off for investing and for doing the right things. And even just in the clean conscience, I feel like just honoring everyone in your life, living with integrity and doing the right thing. There's so much value in that. And Mm -hmm. I know that regardless of how other people treat us or what our outcomes may be, if we're honoring God and walking in the way that he's calling us to walk, we will definitely always be better off. For sure. Breezy and I talk about it all the time here about like, it doesn't cost anything just to be nice. Like that Mm -hmm. we've, we've said that, I think Breezy, you've said that multiple times in regards to like whatever topics we've covered under the hockey umbrella, you know, and, and living in your passion is, you know, is, is a gift and it's a blessing. Like you're saying for sure to be able to do what you love and, and share it with other people. Um, there was something else I was going to say on a less serious note, don't worry about not having a ton of breakups. Taylor Swift has that genre covered with breakup <laughs> songs. Like you're good. Yeah. Check. <laughs> like, don't feel bad about that. If you did at all, um, I, I don't <laughs> think you did, but, um, <laughs> you know, that's her experience and she fills that cup and she's helping those people. So you're good. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. I will say I've got this funny saying, I say that like, I've never, I've never had a breakup, but most people would be surprised to know that I've probably had my heart broken more than the average person <laughs> just with, just with being in entertainment and athletics. Uh, yeah. It comes yeah. with, it comes with great highs and great lows. And, um, if anything, I just think if I could just use those experiences to make myself more empathetic and stronger, and if I could just use that to be all that God's created me to be, that's really a dream. And then I, I will say I am a go-getter. I'm married to a go-getter. You always have these like things you want to achieve, but really, I think, I hope this encourages you guys, whatever our dreams are, whatever our gifts are, I think what truly makes us feel most alive is um, living in service to God and others. Because anytime that we make something about ourselves, I think it becomes very unfulfilling, even if we get exactly what we want. But anytime that we can use that and transfer that in a way to help other people, which I feel I have the opportunity to do anytime I write a song, release a song, just really put out any sort of content. That's really my guiding light. And my greatest dream is that at the very least, Someday when my life is over, I can think that I just, I poured myself out into something that really mattered and really made a difference. Well said. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't even know how to follow up with that one. I know. <laughs> like, should oh, we just, that's the end. That's yeah. the best, like, that's the best <laughs> thing to say. How do we talk about like fun celebrities you've met in Nashville now? Like that all seems for naught after what you just said. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but I guess, is there anybody in like the, like being in Nashville, wait, a, wait, wait, I need like a timeline here. So <laughs> when did you, were you always going back and forth to Nashville doing music, um, no matter where Rocco was before getting to no. the Preds? This okay. is a great story, actually. So okay. I grew up, I grew up playing classical piano 
ballet, all the dance styles, violin, singing. I was always classical trained, but I also was like leading worship and writing just like non-classical type stuff on the side, like about my life or about my friends or whatever. And then I felt really called to music and ministry as a teenager. Um, but I felt this annoying sense of peace about going to my local university, which was just a public university. Like it wasn't a private Christian school. Um, so while I was at college, I was leading worship, but I was actually getting like a classical music degree. So I actually have a music education degree, like K through 12. Um, I was originally a piano and voice scholarship, but then I decided just to do voice to focus on that. Um, so I was like classically trained singing in all the different languages. And then we got married right after that. Um, I will add in just, a, I feel like this is an important piece of my life. I was in pageants in college and it was the Miss America system. So it was like scholarship service based and performing. And that was my sport. Like I didn't do sports, but I, I did pageants and dance. That was so my sport. Um, and with that, that is when I really feel like I started to come into my own with like, what is my life story? What's my message? What's my, like, what, what do I want to do? Um, and so then I graduated college, got married to Rocco a month later, and then packed three suitcases. We moved to LA for the summer and we moved like 16 times in five years. It's been really crazy. Um, but the first two years we were married, it was a lot. The first two years we were married, um, we were mostly in San Antonio and, um, it was the first time in my life that I kind of felt purposeless. Um, I was really busy and I always had all these wins and successes and just different things I was doing through high school and college. I was always in performing arts. So it was like, you know, have this opportunity audition for Mm -hmm. this and then um, I taught some fitness classes our first couple of years married, but I didn't really have um, anything going for me being an artist. I mean, I was always writing. I was always, I kid you not, I would spend three hours, a lot of days working on vocals. Like I was putting in the hours, but I didn't have um, the right connections in place to do the artist thing. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was patient. I knew what I loved to do. And at sometimes I actually felt very hidden. I felt a little confused. And I loved being a wife rock when I had the happiest marriage, but it was, it was a little bit depressing, particularly the second year, because there just wasn't a lot for me. And when you're like 23 and you go from doing all this stuff to doing nothing, you kind like, of feel like your life is over. You're like, wow, have I peaked? Like, is that it? <laughs> um, yeah. I was so, but that's I was so very young, but true. I felt that way. No, that's very true. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I was not doing any artist type things. And then, um, he signed as a free agent with the predators in the summer of 2018. And then he was the very last cut at camp. So we went to the minors for like a week and a half. And then he got great points, got called back up. We lived in a hotel for the next five months and that was him fully making the preds. Um, so I did not have my keyboard. Um, I was just, you know, singing and, it's all a blur, honestly. It's it's always been a little confusing to me why God would allow what I felt were these really valuable years of my 20s, like just kind of like hanging out with my husband. Um, and it was it was tough. I mean, sometimes he'd be gone for a whole week and I'd just be like living in this hotel. I've always loved fitness. So I would work out. Um, but so the reason why I'm sharing this with you is that I was not actually doing really a lot for like my specific artist journey and recording music until two years ago. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I have recorded a couple EPs in the past just through this guy in Minneapolis. So I had ex- like experience with recording and writing. Um, but I was not actually doing anything in the lane that I'm currently in, which is called CCM contemporary Christian music. It's a genre, just like country music is a genre. Mm-hmm. Um, so I met my producer, um, beginning of 2020, got invited to my first write at Curb Word, um, which is just on Music Row. And that was the start of the dominoes. And then this one guy named Jonathan just started writing with me and then he produced my music. And I kid you not, I had prayed specifically that God would put one person in my life that would guide me into the music industry because I didn't know how to do it. And I kept going to these meetings with people that like were not the right path and it wasn't the right thing. So I was really frustrated. Um, but sure enough, about six months after meeting this guy, it occurred to me, this is literally the exact answer to my prayer. (laughs) So that's the story. And I feel like all the while that I was hidden and waiting, it was a humbling season where I really got to corner in on why do I want this? Mm-hmm. And it can't be for myself. It can't be that I want um, people to think I'm talented or that I want attention or that I just want to appear successful. It really has to be about knowing that, to be honest, there were, there were hard times that I walked through in this waiting season. And those hard times gave me a heart for other people that were in hard times And so I'd write songs about those hard times. And I thought to myself, if I could put out a song that would voice what I felt and someone else listened to it and it made them feel understood, that could just like change their life. Like it could be so healing for them because I know that feeling when you feel misunderstood and then you talk to someone and they get it and it just like takes the whole weight off your shoulders. So ever since then, now that I finally am on the track with writing and recording, I don't care what happens with it. Um, I can't determine for myself like how far I'm going to go or how many fans I'll have. But what I know I can do is just try and hold fast to that dream and, you know, go as hard as I can. Absolutely. Yeah. You just got to keep the pedal down and, and do what you do. And uh, I think naturally, you know, everything will will fall along and you're obviously talented and you Thanks. have a new song coming out this week. So we're really excited for it. Yeah. Oh, Thank yeah. you. Do you have any like dream goal, big time goals of like wanting to play in a specific venue or perform at a specific location or anything like that? You know, what's funny is that I feel like I used to have all these like dreams like that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to describe it. Living in Nashville with so many people that are so talented also doing this. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Like, I feel like, we all inwardly, I think we like deserve certain things like, oh, I do this or do that. And then you put yourself in a really big pond and you're like, oh, well, if I do, then so do these like hundreds of people. <laughs> and it's just a wonderful dose of reality. And if anything, that has been the greatest blessing of living in Nashville is realizing how much I had to learn and just the growth I've had in the past two years is insane. But so all that to say, um, I mean, Yes. I think if I had a moment where I was like playing at some sort of arena and I had, I know this sounds small, but like even just, I don't know, any sort of venue where I have like a band behind me mm-hmm. and I have fans that are like fans of my music and I'm impacting their life. Um, because I feel like so much of my fan base right now is hockey fans. 
which I fully embrace and I love, <laughs> love it. And I'm, I, love I feel it. like I'm, I'm slowly bringing them into the music, especially on Facebook. Like, I feel like I'm really helping you. Like they're really getting into my music. It's amazing. But I just think to myself, like if I could, if I could build something with that um, and then have the opportunity to play at places, I know it sounds funny. I just want to play for people live, like, and just have those moments. I dream of that. I really do. I don't yeah. think there's anything silly about that. Um, sorry to cut you off, Bruzy. Have you done the anthem for any of Rocco's games? Like, have you made that happen yet? Or like, so yes and no. I have for two AHL games in the past, and then I have not for an NHL game. But I sang a song on the band stage at a Preds game two years ago. Actually, like right before COVID hit, it was literally like my last hurrah, and then just bye bye. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was so fun. I wore one of my playoff jackets, so I had like Grimaldi on the back, and it was oh. a mood. <laughs> I love it. I like the jackets; they're good. Yeah, aren't they fun? <laughs> Do you have a favorite playoff jacket you've seen? Um, gosh, I, the jean jacket I think was the coolest one that I remember. Yeah, um, I don't know. I liked those leather jackets that they just did for Pekka. Like they had those oh, yeah. like customized leather jackets. Did you see that? They wore them to um the outdoor game oh those yeah. were for pekka okay yeah i did see those those were cool oh no they were for pekka excuse me they gave him one too like they had a special oh, okay. one made for him right. because he was already retired they retired his number but those like leather jackets that were like custom painted i think cool. if i <laughs> read it correctly it was um deshane Matt, uh, like found the artist somewhere locally okay. who did them the leather, they're like hand painted and stuff, like super cool. Nice. I thought those were they're pretty edgy, pretty edgy. I love it. There's a lot jacket. of talent, there's a lot of talent in Nashville, even just an example like that, like an artist that can design jackets like that. I feel like there's so much like creative talent in the city, they're just bursting at the seams, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of talent. We're dying to ask you, have you been in a room or conversation or anything? Who's like the biggest person celebrity wise, like singers? Oh. Um, okay. Two answers. The first one is going to, you're going to crack up about this. Oh, so man. like a month before I met Rocco, um, my family and I were on a trip to Las Vegas <laughs> and it was the, um, there was some sort of promotional thing going on for the U like the USA men's basketball olympic team this would have been in 2012 and so they were calling themselves the dream team because it had like lebron right. and all these big guys um so my dream team met- 2.0 because i grew up with oh, the michael jordan era that and that yes. is the dream team so <laughs> lebron trying to be dream team 2.0 come on he's got i gotta okay, put yes. him in his place sorry go ahead <laughs> <laughs> so we're walking through this casino and um all of a sudden my sister goes that's lebron james <laughs> And we were literally walking by him and I like brushed sleeves with him. And then this security, cause it was like just a crowd of people. And we just have like, oh, it's LeBron James. Oh. And I, I'll never forget. He was in this like blue dress shirt and there were these security guards. And so they were pushing people away right as we happened to be walking by. So one of them goes, sorry, sweetheart to me. And then two hours later, he won the SB for like male athlete of the year. And he was wearing the exact same shirt that I had just seen him in. Love it. it was like so funny um so actual national story though um i'm it's okay it's funny to say because i'm from north dakota so at first anytime you meet anyone you're like they do that like 
that's amazing. That's so rare. And I'm not going to play too cool for school. Okay. I always feel that way. I think some people pretend that it's not cool. And I'm like, stop it. Like we know it's cool. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Who would be this? So this is one that's actually a Christian songwriter. Her husband actually goes golfing with my husband sometimes. So they've become friends. Um, Carrie Job was like the biggest CCM artist of my era. Well, one of them, I guess, when I was in high school. And she was like the female voice that I looked to. And I thought to myself, like, I could do that. And so then all of a sudden, Cody Carnes, who also is a very successful musician, is a huge Preds fan. And then all of a sudden he's like, at a game and we're like talking and we like bring him to the locker room. And then I finally got to meet his wife and I was just like very starstruck by it. I unfortunately can't say that I've met like Taylor Swift or someone like that. Cause I think I would like freak out, but <laughs> maybe someday. If you do, you'll be like, thank God you wrote all those breakup songs. Cause I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's funny though. She's actually one of the biggest influences for my music. Like the way that I, lo- I love Taylor Swift. That is oh, not I a dig. Her. I love her. That is not oh, like yeah, not throwing shade. Just setting yeah. the record. She's. <laughs> I think that I think that she's brilliant as a businesswoman. And so as an indep- so I am an independent artist. I'm not with a label. I don't have a management team. Um, I'm definitely open to whatever doors are open down the road. But for now, I actually do pretty much everything on my own. And with that means that I have to make every choice about everything. Mm-hmm. And in general, I feel like I was born for that. Like I've come to like, like, I feel like I'm like a fish to water with anything that I've come into with music. Like I feel ready for it. Um, but at the same hand, I'm like a younger sibling, like a baby of the family. And so I actually just love it when other people make choices. Like, where do you want to eat? Like, <laughs> I'll go there. So doing music has been a little bit overwhelming in that aspect. Like whether I'm choosing my cover art design or choosing who to take my photos or doing this or that. And really one of the, one of the phrases that I always say is like, what would Taylor Swift do? <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> WWTS instead. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I love that. That's um, awesome. Brit- Britney Spears will always be number one in my book though. Cause that's like oh. my time. She is my like ultimate. I wanted to be her. I like, I, yeah. yeah. Rocco and I are really into Britney right now, actually. One of his favorite pregame songs right now is Hit Me Baby One More Time. (laughs) No, he told me that. No, he loves it. Okay, (laughs) that's one thing you should know about Rocco, actually. He (laughs) is like, he's literally my dream companion. I remember when we first started dating, I was like, we're so compatible on like our Christianity and our work ethic and stuff. I didn't know that we were compatible in all these other wonderful areas. The kid loves high school musical. He loved like, (laughs) all my favorite Disney shows. He's just like a delight to live with because like I loved the Jonas Brothers, but he wasn't really into him. He didn't get it. I took him to the Jonas Brothers concert two years ago. His top artists on Spotify were Nick Jonas and the Jonas Brothers. Like he loves pop music. He loves Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I got him into Britney lately. Like I was just listening to a lot of Britney last summer. So now all of a sudden he's really like into that. I call it, what do I call it? Y2, big Y2K mood. That's like my phrase that I say. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's a treasure. <laughs> um, that's incredible. Nick Jonas though. Um, his music, I enjoy his music. I, I didn't know the Jonas Brothers, like their music, but yeah. Nick's got some bangers. I'm 
I dig it. I, I like I him. I thought I was going to marry him. <laughs> you know what's funny, you though? You, you thought you were going to marry a, a preacher, Nick Jonas, but you just, you know, Rock will have to do. <laughs> well, their dad, their dad was a pastor. And so I was really thinking to myself, it's perfect. But what I say, this is probably just me trying to create something out of nothing. But Nick and Rocco have some parallels. Nick is 5'7", Rocco's 5'6", about the same height. Um, they're both partially Italian. They're like both strong. I'm like, it's, I'm like, maybe I do have a type. It's the same thing, right? <laughs> it's like that trend on TikTok where it's like your, uh, what is it, your yeah. childhood crush versus like who you married. I'm sure you can like face warp them to like make them kind of look similar too. I should actually do that. And I don't know if Rocco would like me saying this. He's actually a really good singer. Oh, oh do you guys sing He's together? He's got a nice voice. So he never sings for real, but like he sings. Sometimes I'll just hear him like he'll be packing and he'll have the speaker and he'll just be singing along. He's got really good range. This is like the voice teacher in me. Like I've taught voice lessons to a lot of children. Um, typically your height correlates to your range. So he actually has a pretty good range. Like he can really get up there because he's smaller. Um, and he's always on pitch. I actually pitch tested him when we were engaged. He was visiting my parents for the week and I was like, what was I do? I was accompanying this musical. So I was working with all these kids. And so I came home one day and I was like, Rocco, we need to like test out your range. I want to see how high you can sing. And I want to see if you can match pitch because I hope our future kids are going to be singers. And so I'm not kidding. I literally was like, sing this melody. And then he had to like match the pitch and he passed. Thank goodness. <laughs> well, maybe he could do backup vocals for you on, a, on your, one of your next songs or something. Did you know that he's rapped on a song with me? No. No. Yep. What's the name of the song? Is it out publicly? Yeah, it's on SoundCloud. It's not on Spotify, but it's on SoundCloud. Um, I just shared it for my Facebook fans. It's called Legacy. And we he raps it and then I sing the hook. We recorded it. We were literally like 19 years old. We'd only been dating for a year. We recorded it in our friend's college dorm room. But it actually is like kind of awesome. <laughs> Oh going my. to listen right yep. now like as soon as we're done so we're gonna wrap this up so we can go listen to it <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um i think we should do our final three questions right breeze uh, we should go okay. ahead uh we ask everybody these questions men or women so um who is your favorite hockey hunk well this is a no-brainer answer hockey but hunk yeah, yeah, who's like the hunk? <laughs> that was easy. That'd be funny easy. if you were if you were like, I'm not gonna say my husband, I'm gonna say something else. Stir the pot. <laughs> um, who is your favorite hockey lady? Ooh. Um who would I say? I feel like Could I be- have to say someone. I feel like I have to say someone that I haven't met because if I pick a favorite out of people that I've met, it's like, how can I pick a favorite? Um, I think for obvious reasons, Carrie Underwood is an icon and I was a huge fan of her music growing up. Oh, I did meet Mike actually. I met Mike and Isaiah in the parking ramp at a Preds game once and he knew who I was and he knew that I did music and it was a little bit of a starstruck moment for me. I'm like, this is cool. <laughs> He's super Christian. So like, yes. it's probably like, yeah. Yeah. Mike is just a really good, well, I don't know Mike personally, but just from everything we know about him, he just seems like a really wonderful person and just like a really committed husband and dad. Kudos to him. Oh, man. 
I can't believe all over right now. I'm speechless. I love Carrie Underwood and like (laughs) yeah, I I went to yeah, I went to Carrie's. Um, I went to Carrie Underwood's concert and I only show like I was there for the concert. Obviously, I freaked out more when she put Mike up on the screen with Isaiah than like oh that's sweet yeah so. But anyway, but yeah, uh, I just freaked out the whole time. I've seen her yeah. twice, and I just think it's really inspiring that she has healthfully toured for probably 15 years now. Like, I remember her on American Idol, she was fresh out of college, you know. And I feel like it's just so admirable that she has been healthfully touring for 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. and she's she's you know stayed down to earth, she stayed with her work, and had like a healthy family dynamic. I just like really admire that, yeah. Oh, for yeah. Sure. Okay, yeah. the last question. Do you have a Sydney Crosby story? Yeah. So when we were in college, we were dating at the time. So he would always like come to school in North Dakota, but then in the summers he would train in LA. That's where his family is from. So he trained at the Kings facility. And so it's like a variety of different NHL guys from different teams. And he was still like college at the time. Um, there was one day that I think that he knew Sydney Crosby was gonna be there. Maybe he didn't. His parents would actually come watch him a lot just for fun because they're both retired. Um, and I just remember he was obviously a huge fan of Sidney Crosby because the guy's incredible. And Rocco got to train with him and his parents were there. So they were like, can you just get a picture with him? And so there's a really nice picture of him with Sidney. And just, yeah, so I do have a Sidney Crosby story, I guess. I that love so it. Cool. I love it. Yeah, it's kind of a fun memory. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Can you tell anybody and everybody where they can follow you, find your music, stream your music, support you, support Rocco? Just tell us it all. Yeah. So my name is Abby Grimaldi and I am most active on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, if you want hockey tweets and (laughs) um, TikTok. My username is just Abby Grimaldi or Abby Grimaldi 23. You can just look up Rocco. That's how you'll find his. And my music is on all the platforms. I would love for you guys to check out the new single. Um, yeah, it'll be out there on Friday and really excited. Just look for pink. There's just a lot of pink involved with anything I ever post. So if you find that, you found me. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And we're super excited uh, for your new single. Thanks. Congrats. Yeah, it's great to meet you both. Thanks for coming over to our House of Hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for House of Hockey podcast. We'll be back next week.